Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. I'm Auntie Nat. It's great that you could all join us to meet with the King. Come and join our worship time together. Hello, Auntie Cecily. It's wonderful that you're here with us again. I'm so glad to be here, Auntie Nat. And it's just fantastic you kids are here with us again to welcome in the Sabbath and share the Sabbath experience with us. And, you know, Teddy's been a bit restless today. And so I've got hold of him today. And welcome, Teddy. <laughs> Auntie Cecily, would you like to say a prayer, please, to open our Sabbath? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for keeping us safe through another week. And thank you for the Sabbath day where we can just come aside and rest in you. And we just pray a blessing on all the boys and girls who have joined us in our worship time. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Do you know that this is a great time to reflect on our week and count the many blessings that God has sent us? And Kaylee, you have a blessing to share with us today. Last night, my mum's friend brought me and my sister some clothes. Fantastic. That's a lovely surprise, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You'll have fun trying those on. Mm. Oh, that's a lovely blessing. Thank you, Kaylee. And Annie Cecily, you have a blessing to share with us as well about our wonderful God. Yes, we've been spending a lot of time dwelling on God's character. And when we begin to understand who God is, it helps us to build a strong relationship with him. So can you help me with some of the things that we've discussed? God is our deliverer. He is holy. He is the I am. God is compassionate, our provider. And God is love. God is a God of order and a God of mercy and is sacrificial. And he's also our creator. Today, I want to tell you that God is long suffering, which means God is very patient with us. Later on in our Bible study, we're going to learn just how long suffering God is. God put up with the children of Israel's murmuring and complaining and rebellion. And you know, in the end, God called them a stiff-necked people. And they wanted to do things their way instead of God's way. And we can be a bit like that sometimes, can't we? <laughs> they were continually discontented with the way God chose to lead them. And even with the many miracles that he performed, they still doubted. And Second Peter tells us that God is long-suffering toward us, not wanting that any one of us should, come to, should perish, but that we'd all come to repentance. God is so patient. He waits on us to finally surrender our will to him so that we can repent of our sins. God doesn't want any of his children to miss the opportunity of living eternally in heaven with him. He loves us so much. So you remember God is long suffering. Thanks, Arnie Cecily, for sharing that with us. We have an awesome God, don't we? We do. Do you know another way that we can worship God on the Sabbath is to worship him in song? And we have Pastor Rick here again with us. Thanks, Pastor Rick. Hi, Arnie Nat. Great to be here again. Hi, children. Let's sing My Lord Knows the Way. Mm -hmm. 
family of God? We certainly can. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood. Join us with Jesus as we travel this sod. I'm a part of the family, the family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood. Join us with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. Pastor Rick, can we please sing, sing and smile and pray the clouds away? Yes, we can. This is another lovely song. Sing the clouds away, night will turn to day. If you sing and sing and sing, you'll sing the clouds away. Smile the clouds away, night will turn to day. If you smile and smile and smile, you'll smile the clouds away. Pastor Rick, we sang some of my favourite songs today. We've discovered a blessing also with Dr. John this week. Let's go and have a look at that. Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond and welcome to Sunnyside, the Australian home of Mrs. Ellen G. White. I have some interesting stories for you. Just come inside with me. You're going to like this. Well, boys and girls, here we are inside Sunnyside, the home of Ellen White. We've got some interesting things to see. You come with me, children. Let's have a look inside. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Sunnyside. We're inside Ellen White's bedroom. Come over here. I've got something very interesting to show you. 
Uh, inside the bedroom, we had the bed, of course, but she did so much writing. She had a Davenport writing desk, although she did a lot of writing on her lap. Matthew, would you like to open and find the secret compartment? Well, you're pretty smart. You can put lots of things in there. Now, Elijah, open that drawer. What's wrong? What open? I've got to go to this side. And you see, it only goes that far. In there is a secret compartment. I wonder what's in there. Maybe some letters that Alan White wrote. Maybe some knitting. I don't know. Over here, this is her dressing table. And in there, in that open drawer, is her dressing gown. And every house had one important thing, because they had no bathrooms. And in here, we have the potty. And that's when you couldn't go out to the bathroom in the middle of the night. See that? Wow, would you like that job? And over here, I want to show you, every morning you had to fill this with a picture and you had a cold, cold bath. That's how they bathed a hundred years ago. Okay guys, come with me. Now this, boys and girls, is some of the original furniture. This is called a chase lounge or a day lounge. So if you want a little rest during the day, very comfortable. But if you want some exercise, Elijah, you come over here and see if you can play this organ. That was a pump organ. You couldn't turn it on, there was no switch. You pump really hard and start playing. Quite a bit different from organs today and you had to have very good eyes to read that music. Now I'll come into the workroom. It's through here. Come with me guys, this is the workroom where lots of things happened. This was where Alan's helpers came and they would take her writing. Her writing wasn't too bad, but the spelling wasn't always the best. <clears throat> there was one of the original desks. See the pile of books that she had? <clears throat> and here's a desk and they would work all night while she slept because she used to get up at three o'clock in the morning and then she'd start writing again, so they had to work very, very hard. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this tour, but before you go, I want you to sign your name, so when your great-grandchildren come here, they'll look up what great-grandpa and what great-grandma did. So you write your name right there. Well, there you are, and you have recorded your names in a little bit of history. And the next time we come back, we're going to do the rest of the tour and some of it will be outside. There's some very interesting things outside of Sunnyside. Hi, boys and girls. Happy Sabbath. I hope you have your Bibles ready. It would be good if you can follow along with us. Come and join us. Sarah, you're going to say a prayer for us to open our study. Dear Father, thank you for our Bibles. Help us to understand what we read today. Be especially with the children who are watching and joining us in our study. Bless them this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, Sarah, do you remember what we studied about last Sabbath? Yes, how God wants us to be healthy for him. He does. And we learned that in the Bible that God wants our bodies to be the temple for him, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to start in a new book of the Bible. We've studied Genesis. We've studied Exodus 
and we've studied Leviticus and now we're going to a new book and it's called Numbers. And Ella, can you tell us from our remnant young scholar study Bible who wrote the book of Numbers? Moses did. He did. And how many years does the book of Numbers cover? 39. 39 years, it does. Now we're going to start in the book of Numbers in chapter 3. Nick, you've got our next reading, Numbers 3, 5 to 8. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and present them before Aaron the priest, that they may serve him. And they shall attend to his needs and the needs of the whole congregation. Before the tabernacle of meeting, do the work of the tabernacle. Also they shall attend to the furnishings of the tabernacle of meeting, and to the needs of the children of Israel to do work, the work of the tabernacle. So God is now officially making known that the Levites will now be attending Aaron and his two sons to the care of the sanctuary. No other person from any other tribe was allowed to do this. Dean, you're going to read for us from Numbers 9, verse 18. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey and at the command of the Lord they would camp. As long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained encamped. So when the cloud stood still over the tabernacle, the children of Israel stayed where they were. But when that cloud lifted off from the tabernacle and lifted high above the sanctuary, the Israelites knew it was time to go. Anna, can you read for us Numbers 10, 1 to 2, please? And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammered work. You shall use them for calling the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps. So did the children of Israel have mobile phones, email or loudspeakers? No. No. The method of communication that God chose for directing over one million people through Moses was the sound of trumpets. The children of Israel learned that when a trumpet gave a certain sound, it was a particular instruction for them to follow. Ben, you're going to read for us Numbers 10, 35 to 36, please. So it was whenever the ark set out that Moses said, Rise up, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered and let those who hate you flee before you. And, then it rest, and when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, to the many thousands of Israel. So packing up camp and setting up camp was very special. There was a particular procedure that Moses followed every time. Okay, let's see what happens after a few days. Sarah, can you please read Numbers 11, 1 to 3? Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, for the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. Then the, Lord, then the people cried out to Moses, and when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. So he called the name of the place Taborah, because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. Mm. So I'm going to get Aunt Cecily to point to where they were on the map, right down there at Mount Sinai. They had been there for a whole year. So after three days of travelling through the wilderness, the people began to complain. They were not happy about the discomforts of travelling. Remember, they haven't, hadn't travelled for a year up until this time. The Lord we just read was angry. Now up until this time, God had been patient with their whinging because they didn't know any better. God had pity on them. 
But now they knew better than to complain. They had witnessed his great miracles, power and mercies. So their murmuring and complaining was now considered rebellion. And unfortunately, God burnt up the guiltiest of the complainers. Aunt Cecily, you're going to read for us Numbers 11, 4 to 6. Now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. Mm. Now the mixed multitude were Egyptians who wanted to leave Egypt with the Israelites. They got caught up in the exodus for reasons of being curious or just wanting to escape the plagues. They were partially converted, partially on the side of God, but not fully committed. They were a constant problem to the children of Israel. Ella, you've got our next verse that you're going to read. Numbers 11, 10 and 13 to 14. Then Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, everyone at the door of his tent, and the anger of the Lord was greatly aroused. Moses also was displeased. Where am I to get the meat to give to all these people? For they weep all over me, saying, Give us meat that we may eat. I am not able to bear all these people alone, because the burden is too heavy for me. Mm. So Moses is feeling very burdened down by the complaining of the people. He's overwhelmed. Let's see what God does. Nick, you've got our next reading. Numbers 11, 16 to 17. So the Lord said to Moses, Gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. Then I'll come down and talk with you there. I'll take of the spirit that is upon you, and I'll put the same upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that you may not bear it yourself alone. So God is telling Moses to gather 70 elders to help him with the burdens of managing a whole encampment. God is very good. Dean, can you please read Numbers 11, 18 to 20 for us, please? Then you shall say to the people, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, and you shall eat meat. For you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, Who will give us meat to eat? For it has well with us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you meat, and you shall eat. You shall eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor ten days, nor twenty days, but for a whole month, until it comes out of your nostrils and becomes loathsome to you, because you have despised the Lord who is among you and you have wept before him saying, why did we ever come up out of Egypt? Mm, Deary me. So God sent them quail and some ate so much of it, it made themselves sick with fever and died. God knows best. He wants the people to be a happy, healthy, holy people for him. He provided manna, angels food. Imagine eating angels food for them to eat. But the people complained and craved after the flesh pots of Egypt. Okay, let's continue to read about the Israelites' journey. Anna, could you please read Numbers 12, 1 to 5? Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman 
whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both went forward. So Miriam, followed by Aaron, complained and were jealous that Moses had now 70 elders to help him. And they were not, they were jealous because they weren't consulted. So in their jealousy, they threw accusation at Moses about his wife. Okay, Ben, can you read Numbers 12, 6 to 9? Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them and he departed. Wow. So God is speaking to Miriam and Aaron and telling them that Moses is his chosen servant. And the decision for the 70 elders to help him was the right one to make. God was basically affirming Moses' leadership. Sarah, can you please read Numbers 12, 10 to 11 and 13, please? And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. Then Aaron turned toward Miriam, and there she was, a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, Please do not lay this sin on us, in which we have done foolishly and in which we have sinned. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, Please heal her, O God, I pray. Let's have a look at Mrs. White's writings to see what they shine on these verses we have read. Ben, can you read our torchlight for us, please? It'll explain it a bit more. If Miriam's envy and dissatisfaction had not been signally rebuked, it would have resulted in great evil. It was envy that first caused discord in heaven, and its indulgence has wrought untold evil among men. Thank you, Ben. So God does not like envy and jealousy, because that's where it all started in heaven. Remember way back when we studied about Satan? Satan was jealous of Christ's position. Because of Aaron and Miriam's high positions, they should have known better. Through this experience, Miriam and Aaron were humbled and both repented. Moses, their brother, interceded and God healed Miriam. But the consequence of her sin was that she had to be shut out of the camp seven days. Let's look at our memory verse in James 3.16 and let's read that together. You got that? For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So God knows what envy and jealousy does. He has experienced it firsthand. God wants us to trust him as he knows best. He can see the end from the beginning. 
do you think the Israelites did a lot of complaining? Mm. They sure did. And we all complain. We can be a bit complaining too at times, can't we? We need to learn to trust God more. Thanks, boys and girls, for joining us today. I think the word trust is a good word to explain our study today. We have a devotional that you can download for free from our website, which expands on what we have learnt today. Here is the information. Hey boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can go on to our website to access our daily devotionals at www.adaywiththeking.com. And while you're there, you can also check out Teddy's blog. He's posted some really cool photos of us making this show. He also talks about it as well. He even posted about his visit to the vet. So hop online today. God wants us to trust him in the directions he chooses to lead us. God has a plan for your life. And if you trust him, he'll lead you in the way that is just right for you. When we study our Bibles, God can reveal his will for our lives. Sabbath's a great time to spend reading our Bibles, but God also wants us to read our Bibles every day. Auntie Nat, can you tell us about what we're going to study next week? Yes, we have a very intriguing study next week. Children, have a look at your Bibles and see if you can find something about spies, because that's what we're going to study about next week. Aunty Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our Bible study today? Yes. Do you want to read that through together, children? James 3.16 For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. That's something to think about, isn't it? Aunty, now will we sing our blessing song to the children now? Yes, you let's ready do, to that. do that, children? Turn around so the children at home can see you. because he died for my sins and I can go to him any time for forgiveness. I love God because he's my provider and he provides me with a great family that look after me and care for me. I love God because um, he gave me the Bible in which I can learn more about him and I can't wait till he comes back and I can live with him. You have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia Television. God bless you kids. Remember to join us next week.